Welcome to the Dynasty Happy Hour Podcast. Pull up a chair and kick up your feet as you get ready to enjoy some of the industry's most entertaining and actionable Dynasty content on the planet. We're talking veterans, rookies, sleepers, and oh yeah, you know the crew has those dad jokes ready for you. So let's not wait any longer and bring on the host or some combination of Doug, James, and Tyler. Welcome back to the Dynasty Happy Hour. We are here this week. It is episode number 365. We've made one trip around the sun when it comes to episodes. That's how many days are in a year for you keeping a score at home. Um, We are here this week with our hot take episode. We've got me, Tyler, James. We've got a special guest, but he's not here. Dynasty Rich from the Dynasty Nerds. Uh, he, He submitted his hot takes. But he wasn't really happy. We invited him for a holiday weekend. He didn't like the menu, so he didn't show up. And he'll explain himself a little bit later with that. But we've got hot takes. We've got some news because we are less than a week from the beginning of the season. So hopefully you've already gone in and set your week one lineups. Hopefully you did that a while ago. One of I think Tyler and I's best practices is we do that over the summer. Right, Tyler? Yeah, I, I have all my lineups submitted probably June. <laughs> I start to submit them probably around this after the rookie draft. I start to submit them because here's the here's this is a hot dynasty tip for you. When you do this, you realize if you have like weaknesses at certain positions, and then it gives you a few months to make trades to beef up those positions. You're like, oh, I'm not really happy with my tight end one, or my wide receiver three is not as good as I thought it was. Instead of having that a week before the season starts, you have it early in the summer, so it actually opens up a better window for you to improve your team. So. That is our get better dynasty tip of the week, James. You've been uh, you've been on the beach today. You got some sun. You you look tired, man. How you doing? Beach yesterday. No. I mean, I've been digging for hot takes all day, dude. I'm tired. That's that shovels. You know, I'll tell you, I am. I'm and it's tired hot, too. man. It was 90 degrees today, and it was like That's 110 it? in my office cooking up these takes. Yeah, so I got I got ready degrees to go. I got back to the gym for the first time since I broke my wrist, and uh, I did a light workout, I did a full circuit workout, about half the weights I usually use. I felt pretty good. I am so sore two days later. It's not even funny. I'm like, I, I went can't, swimming. Like, straining my arms legit hurts. So, yeah, I went swimming, yeah. so I I know how that feels. <laughs> we were were you swimming for some hot takes? I was swimming for hot takes, and I nice. found a, I found a bunch. You put your line out there. You're going to catch a few. That's for sure. All right. Let's get into some news. We've got some pretty big things going on here to start the season. Uh, the first one was Vikings signed tight end TJ Hawkinson to a four-year $68.4 million contract. He is the most highest paid tight end in history, I believe, or on a per-year capita. Uh, the Vikings acquired Hawkinson from the Lions midway through last season. And they turned him into one of the most, the league's most heavily targeted tight ends in the league, which was always our biggest complaint when he was in Detroit, is that he wasn't getting targeted enough. And he finished as the tight end two on the season. He had a career high in receptions at 86 and 914 yards and figures to be the number two target in Minnesota's offense. Now, he kind of staged a little bit of a sit-in this offseason. He had like a, an ingrown toenail, um, an ear infection, uh, runny nose. Ingrown so he back hair. Ingrown back it with Tyler suffers from those actually. So he uh, he sat in, but now he got paid. Tyler, you're up in Minnesota. What what are you plugged in on, TJ Hawkinson? It's a deal they've been wanting to get done, and I think now that the ear infection has passed, thank God. Oh, now thank that God. he's got 
He could finally afford a doctor. Yes, right? That was the issue. He just could not afford any health care up here in Minnesota. But uh, it's a good thing. Uh, I know you said number two pass catcher, but we do have Jordan Addison still, who has been uh, apparently comped to Justin Jefferson up here. And uh, that is a kind of a lazy comp, but it it is big time. But uh, yeah, I think the pass catching weapons may uh, eat in may be the reason why they're not signing a running back, why they may feel comfortable about a running back. Maybe that running back is brought up tonight. Who knows? Do you know something I don't know? (laughs) I I don't know. Oh, okay. Stay tuned. We might have more news. Did you eat Uh, Chipotle for dinner? (laughs) You could be gassy. I mean, I'm a little gassy, but I do not eat Chipotle. I ate some some burgers. I ate lots of desserts today. There was like someone brought a plate of homemade cookies, and I, I'm I can't resist. the plate and leaving too. It was Heath Bar <laughs> cookies. There was a coconut one in there, mid chocolate chip, and then like a sugar cookie with M and M's in it. And they were like about this big, so I ate about five of them. Oh, here comes nope. a, here comes the review about Doug being way too hip for his age. He said mid. <laughs> <laughs> no cap. I have to actually Google that because I have no idea what you're talking about. Uh, uh, see. You know, I'm here to bring the fresh takes and the hot flavor with the language. I'm a cunning linguist. Fresh over say. 40. Yes, yes. All right. We also have the Vikings that, that running back that Tyler was alluding to was Miles Gaskin, formerly of the Dolphins. Gaskin profiles as the Vikings number three back behind Alexander Madison and Ty Chandler. The team released much hyped rookie Dwayne McBride on Tuesday. Uh, coming off a strong preseason in Miami, Gaskin could find some fantasy relevance in 2023 if the Vikings struggle with some running back injuries. Uh, McBride, I think, was re-signed to the practice squad. Is that correct, Tyler? You would know. Yeah, and his mother, Martina, was very upset. <laughs> and his dad, Trey, uh, might get mentioned later. So we'll see. That's so weird. Martina McBride reference. That's, I mean, you're you're trying to be If hip, I'm a hipster, I'm just, you're the opposite of that? I'm just... I'm just going the opposite it's way. It's like a soggy mop. A soggy mop. So far, let's go. Oh, Jesus. Hey, so, yeah, everybody Miles needs a him. soggy mop, right? You, so here's the hot tip of the week from Doug. Uh, not only was it set your lineups in June. So this move, to me, it wasn't about the Vikings getting Gaskin. It was about the Dolphins putting Jeff Wilson on IR, Devin A-Chain being banged up. Savan Ahmed looked awesome this preseason. He's available in a ton of deeper leagues. If you got a roster space... Pick up Savan Ahmed. He's only got 31-year-old Raheem Mostert in front of him. You never know. That's all I'm saying. And running Chris back Brooks, is a roll Gar- of the dice. Chris Brooks, Garth Brooks' son, is uh, is a player that you got to watch out for, too. Yeah. He has a surname. I'm missing, like, Chris Gaines. He also yes. goes by. <laughs> Our His surname? So- Everyone just turned this podcast off. <laughs> Chris they were Gaines. like, hemo-haired Garth Brooks? Get out of here. Who are these guys? <laughs> He's I remember that. Man. I just remember being like, "Does he have a brother?" That we had no idea. He was like this emo comb over, and he was all like sullen, yes. like, I, "Oh, ooh, <laughs> I'm Chris Gaines." No, you're so Garth Brooks. No, I'm not. I'm Chris no, Gaines. Chris Gaines, you idiot. Uh, the best news of the week. So I saw this on Twitter earlier today, or X, if you're trendy. And uh, James and I, we bought the dip on Sean Tucker. He made the team, and now the team reporters are saying that Sean Tucker is the RB dose on the team ahead of Chase Edmonds and ahead of Keyshawn Vaughn. Sorry, Robbie Jeffries. Um, Chris Tucker is very excited about this. His his dad. Uh, Sean Tucker, the number two running back, 
we bought the dip. We were still believing in Tucker. We got him at the end of third, and then he slipped into the fourth. I got him later in a, in a draft. James, you and I were on cloud nine. We already toasted to each other before the before the show. What was your initial feeling when you saw Sean Tucker was the RB2? Uh, I love it. It just it broadens the horizons on what we talked about on last week's show as far as these guys gaining value. Sean Tucker is going to continue to show off in a mediocre to poor offense in Tampa Bay. There's not much going around. I mean, Rashad White, great talent. I'm not taking anything away from Rashad Potentially White. Potentially great but talent. But you Easy, need though. some kind of thunder to go with the lightning, and Sean Tucker can definitely do that. He he has the best undrafted free agent uh, profile out of this whole class. All right. And reason being was he was supposed to be a second round pick or even it, worst case early third. You know, I could see I could see him easily taking over in Miami over a chain if if he was fully healthy. But, you know, the health concerns when the, when the heart goes, that's something to be concerned about. Yep. Turns out he's perfectly fine. And uh, he's turning heads now in Tampa Bay. They call them baby Nick Chubb in camp. So I like hearing that. Okay. And I'm looking forward baby to Chubb. see. He, he was my last pick. Like Nick Chubb when he runs bit. the ball. He was he was my last pick in the Scott Fishbowl. So, uh, of course, I'm hoping that works out. And I own him. Well, I, I roster him, rather, in uh, quite a few Dynasty Leagues. So I am very excited about that. All the ones except mine. That we're yes. In together. Yeah, well, it was a couple that I have him, but yeah, uh, so the Colts announced today that running back Deion Jackson is expected to start week one versus Jacksonville. <sighs> Jackson will get the start with Zach Moss and his forearm likely to miss Gross. the opener. Evan Hall will serve as the RB two behind Jackson. I have Deion Jackson. I picked him up last year because he, he looked pretty good in the passing game for the Colts uh, after Jonathan Taylor got hurt. So I picked him up in some, in some dynasty league. So Cool. If he gets a start and maybe he's decent, but I mean, I'm not overly excited by it. I mean, why haven't they signed Kareem Hunter Leonard Fournette yet? Do we know Kareem they Hunt needed him. them not long ago? They don't need him. Are they trying? Are they trying to quiet tank the Colts? I mean, for no, who? for Marv, the- for Marv, because Ursay's <laughs> like, ha ha! I oh, his dad was on our team and he's a Hall of Famer. I yeah. need him. I need to add him to my collection. They, they lucked in. They lucked in the Andrew Luck when Peyton retired. So they're hoping to God that they can get Marvin Harrison Jr. on the team if they were to quote unquote quietly tank. Now I do have a hot take about this team in general uh, coming up. So there's a spoiler, but okay. yeah, Jim Ursay okay. has proven that. Next, uh, Jonathan Gannon. Just stay off socials and just don't talk. Yeah, I saw I saw our buddy I saw our buddy Memphis defending Ursay on X the other day, and I was like, I mean, no. even Pat McAfee, who's a ex Colt diehard Colts fan, isn't even like, okay, Jim, let's just stay off socials a, a little. I mean, bit. here's the thing: he's like, oh, here's teammates with Jim Ursay. I'm like, he's a billionaire. Why wouldn't you want to be friends with him? He owns a yeah. ton of cool stuff, and he does cool things. Like, would I want to be friends with someone like that? Like, I'd probably hang out with them. Like, cool. Yeah. Like, yeah, I don't know. I'm not. Or I have no idea of what Ursay knows what he's doing. Just but. a final, final little tidbit of this news because it is somewhat of news because you know we've been watching Evan Hull through the the off season, mm-hmm. through the combine, how he showed off, and it's obviously translated to him probably being the RB two behind whoever else is there. You know, very well could be, and and. You know, they're not really worried about the running back situation. Adding a veteran doesn't make sense because they're not a full complete team. We've saw them pretty much the defensive line needs work. The offensive line needs work. And they have Anthony Richardson to run the ball. And I think that's going to 
take away some carries for the running back position in in a nutshell. And I think Evan Hull is the guy you want in this backfield. He's going to be the pass catcher. Yeah, good best ball pick if you're doing if you're doing best balls, which uh, we'll talk about here in a second. Uh, we've also got some injury news. So NFL Network's Ian Rappaport reports that Rams wide receiver Cooper Cup is visited uh, has visited with a noted body specialist in Minnesota of all places Saturday to but better he, understand his. He, I will not issue. agree or disagree. He's been to my house. Asking for I was going to say, did he show up to Tyler's house and did, knock on the door did last you, night can, for did dinner? Did you confuse him for an Amish person? Why? Because he looks like one. With that beard oh, Cooper, and his face, he looks like an Amish person. Are you eating hamstring like, for dinner? Ew. Uh, Cup reportedly <laughs> suffered a setback with a lingering hamstring injury in practice this week. He'll now seek help from a specialist in an attempt to understand the issue and how to rehab. Cup is still being listed as day-to-day, uh, but the, the Rams say that could change. I'm pretty confident. He's going to be missing week one, which would pin uh, Van Jefferson as the team's wide receiver one. But we all know who we're looking out for, right, Tyler? Yes, sir. Puka. Puka. It's Puka time. He's going to play lots of snaps. I love seeing that, so I'm excited for that. But Cooper Cup, um, he slid down the boards, and I'm starting to do some redraft stuff because I got a couple of redraft leagues in the next couple of days, and he's starting to slide down the boards in redraft. Uh, other injury news, Saints head coach Dennis Allen said Kendra Miller is dealing with a hamstring injury, which I believe is the second time this second uh, preseason. Second time and the third injury. Yeah, so much to the d- disappointment of fantasy managers, um, Allen didn't comment on how this may affect Miller's week one status. If he's out, we all know Jamal Williams is there with the Kamihamiha, could see an increased role on passing downs. The Saints also signed veteran running back Tony Jones to the practice squad, who's been there before. He was a hot sleeper last year. I remember, <laughs> I remember using some fab on him. I have Scott not Fish heard Bowl. that name many years ago. Tony was, Jones Jr. Baby. Yeah, TJJ. Uh, so keep an eye out. Um, obviously, Kamara is out for the first three games of the season over there in New Orleans. So you know, New Orleans is a fun place, and you know, I know a lot of different fun places, but one of the funnest places I go online. Get your mind out of the gutter. Is to underdog. I go. Oh, I load up their app. I look and see what's available for if I want to play best ball. My favorite way to play is to go and look at the games and do the props and pick five player props and do the overs and unders and try to you know spend ten to win a hundred type of thing. That's what I like to try to do. David Montgomery by two yards would have won me like two hundred bucks last year. I totally forgot about that though. Just 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 randomly remembered. <laughs> yeah. Um, so check out Underdog. Best Ball Mania is back. You can do it. You still have a little bit more time until it closes up shop. But it's $3 million for first place. It's a $25 entry. $50 million in total prizes. Absolute insanity. If you are into football, but you also like to play baseball, that's currently going on, as well as golf. NBA and hockey will start up in October, so they'll have that as well. Um, it's the best way to play Daily Fantasy. So go down, download the uh, the Underdog app. Yeah. Yeah, top twisters. Go get the op. Yo, go download the op right now. Do it now, you sissy boy. Yeah, have your deposit up to $100 matched right away. It's free money. Just do it, you idiot. (laughs) That was good. That was pretty damn good. I know I got mush mouth all of a sudden. All right, so we want to get into some hot takes. But before we do, the hottest take of all, I just ordered my draft board. Uh, I have a home league, redraft league on Wednesday, the day before the season. Cutting it close, you know, that's how we do. At least we're up to date on the injuries, so we can. it'll be the best possible draft for everyone. I ordered my draft board on trophysmack.com because we used him at the Scott Fishbowl in Boston, and I absolutely loved him. There wasn't a single player sticker missing. There was no handwritten stickers, which I think is the first time that's ever happened. 
James oh. is saying no. No, I had to. I used Trophy Smack, and no disrespect, I love Trophy Smack. I've been using it for years. I could not find the Michael Wilson sticker. Uh, I 18th think, round. I think that's a you thing. I think it's there. I'll. You know what? When I open it on Wednesday, if it's there, I'll take a picture and I'll send oh, it to yeah. you. Oh. All right. Yeah, it'll be my uh, fault, of course. I mean, we're husbands. We know how this is. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's always our fault. Uh, so check out Trophy Smack. Not only for an awesome draft board. Obviously, it's getting late in the season, um, but I love it because they have like little trash talk stickers. They have player stickers you can put above the team that has that player. Just a, it's a more fun experience than your standard like boring draft board. Um, so I bought one of those this year for the first time uh, personally. I used to use SaveTheDraft.com, which is also a good website. But Trophy Smack, Trophy Smack gives me the spice, and we're all about spice and hotness this week. And the hottest thing you can do for your league is to buy a trophy or a belt on trophysmack.com. When you use the code DHH, you'll save 20%. So make sure you do that. And if you got losers in your league, we know we all got them. Someone's going to be end up in last place. You can get them stuff too to make them feel more losery. <laughs> so losery for their misery. Yeah, losery for their misery. So we are going to roll into our hot takes. We are going to give the floor to Rich. He recorded some stuff because the menu wasn't good for him. So he wanted to send in his hot takes remotely. He's a work-from-home guy. He didn't want to show up in person. I don't know what's up with that, but we're going to go to Rich first. Tyler, play the clip. Hey, everyone. Rich Dotson with Dynasty Nerds. Uh, so so happy to be invited here to the DHH uh, Dynasty Happy Hour podcast. Uh, I was I feel like I was kind of duped a little bit, though, because I thought I was being invited over to the podcast for hot stakes. Uh, turns out, now that I'm here, it's actually hot takes. And I feel a little uh, jaded by that. You know, I'm a little upset about that. Um, so much so that I refuse to actually come in studio with, you know, Doug and, and Tyler. Um, and James. So I'm going to do this a uh, little by myself because I, I'm, I'm a little upset. I really thought, you know, it's a holiday weekend, hot steaks really up my alley. But we're going to stay with that theme. We're going to kind of stay with that steak theme while we're here. I'm going to give you some of my hot steaks. How about that? Uh, you know, we'll start off medium rare. What everybody kind of expects or doesn't you know it doesn't come as a surprise when that delicious tomahawk is thrown on your uh, plate. And I'm gonna start off with my number one overall fantasy football scoring player. And outside of quarterback, of course, and that's for me it's gonna be B. John Robinson, the rookie. And I know that's what I said, medium rare, where most people would say Okay, I, I can see him pre pretty high, but I'm saying he's gonna outscore Justin Jefferson. I'm saying he's gonna outscore Christian McCaffrey. Any positional player outside of a quarterback. And the reason so is, you know, with B. John Robinson, to me, he landed in the perfect spot going to Atlanta. You're talking about a team that led the league in yards, yards per carry as well. Their head coach, Arthur Smith, is notorious for running the football back from his days in Tennessee. And they're going to utilize B. John in every aspect of your PPR leagues. And where he can win uh, behind the line of scrimmage, where he's so dynamic be behind the, you know, the line of scrimmage, He's going to win there with a rushing ability, but he's also going to really thrive in the passing game as well. We all know um, as dynasty players that B. John Robinson is absolutely electric in the passing game. He can run a ton of different routes. You can line them up anywhere in the field. And we've seen this before. Saquon Barkley, Zeke Elliott, these rookies come out and be the number one overall scare scoring fantasy football player. And with a generational prospect like B. John, I expect him to pick up right where those guys left off and be the number one overall fantasy scorer. I love Bijan. I love him in Atlanta. To be fair, I would have loved him anywhere. So that's my medium rare take. 
Yeah, Bijan is the number one overall non-quarterback. I had a hot take I thought of with the Atlanta Falcons backfield. It didn't make the show, but the the hot take went through my mind of you know, like it wouldn't it be something if Tyler Algier outscored Bijan Robinson. The world would burn. <laughs> and I'm here for it. I mean, I, I am I am definitely here for that. I love Rich's take because yeah, I'm ready. Uh I was telling my wife today and yesterday and the oh, day wow. before that I'm very excited for football season, not only for fantasy football. Last year, I was like, okay, you know, fantasy football's here again. Here we go. But this year, I feel rejuvenated. And I think it's because Atlanta, as a team, is good. And I am ready for Atlanta to be good again. And when your actual team you're cheering for is good, James, you and I feel this this year. It's exciting. It's more exciting. Uh, yeah, can't can't relate as a Patriot. So. <laughs> cool, 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 cool. Yeah, that's so. Yeah, no, so I, that was that, that. that was it. Yeah, I would I would agree that was a, a good a good take on the on the stake. But I I know Rich and he is going to ramp it up uh, on his next one. So I'm really looking forward to that. In the meantime, uh, Tyler, let's go to you for your first hot take for the 2023 season. Yes, I have a running back as well. And up here in Minnesota, Alexander Madison will be a top five running back in 2023. Now, if you guys haven't realized, it seems like everybody hates Alexander Madison all of a sudden. Everybody is really hoping for Madison. The analytics to be... people are down on him. It just feels like ever, even dynasty people I've seen like, oh, whatever. And it's like, okay, Madison was behind Cook and all anybody was saying, like, hey, this young kid is really good, and anytime he gets an opportunity when Delvin Cook's hurt, he's legit. And then when he gets his opportunity, it's like, ah, he sucks. Screw him. No, he's bad. It's typical Dynasty fashion, of course. That's all that we do. But, you know, what? since drafted, when given 15-plus touches, and uh, let's go back to his rookie year, he, 13 for 61, 2 for 3 in the pass catching, 14 for 46, 2 for 18 pass uh, in 2020. He had 20 carries for 112 yards, three catches for 24, 21 carries for 95 yards, one touchdown, three for 30 in the passing game. And in 2021, he had 26 for 112, six for 59, good for an RB1, uh, 25 for 113, seven for 40 in the pass game with a touchdown, 22 for 90, and a touchdown, three for 34. So you guys see a trend here. Whenever he gets multiple carries he seems like he gets better as the game goes on and he is a workhorse back now the injuries held him off in 2022 and delvin cook surprisingly stayed healthy the whole year pretty much so it wasn't just madison last year you know having injuries it was delvin cook having a fantastic year again uh for me the price on madison is still not there but if i'm able to kind of you know, it's tear down from Saquon Barkley and get Madison plus uh, another player or a pick. I'm willing to do that because I do think Madison will be a top five back. He's there for two years like that. His contract says he's there for two years. So I think they got him for two years. Maybe they give him another low end two year salary because he'll only be 27 when this is up. And I'm, I think they'll ride him a little bit. And it's a running back. This is what you want. You want a lower, cheaper running back that has the opportunity to be a huge success in fantasy for me. Alexander Madison, my first hot take, is a top five. All top right. five running back. I dig Whoa. it. I've, I actually uh, traded Madison away in a league to our friend Damon. So if he gets a top five running back out of it, good for you, Damon. I, I want you to have that. 
Uh, I'll go with my next or my first hot take rather. And it is also at the running back position. Now on the show sheet, I wrote Ezekiel Elliott, but this is just as much about Ramondre Stevenson. So my hot take is that Ezekiel Elliott will score as many, if not more fantasy points this year as Ramondre Stevenson. And I'm going to tell you why the whole world just exploded. (laughs) And I'm going to tell you why, because the Patriots made it crystal clear when they traded away Pierre strong, they cut Kevin Harris, Ty Montgomery, practice squad, uh, JJ Taylor, special teams guy. It is all about Stevenson and it is all about Elliott. I think they're going to both play a lot. And I think at the goal line, which is an area where Ramondre Stevenson struggled last year, Zeke Elliott is going to be the goal line back. He scored 12 touchdowns last year uh, for the Cowboys when he kind of split time with Tony Pollard. I still think that Zeke has juice in the tank. And I think that the Patriots offense is going to be a predominantly run heavy one. I think it's going to be 50-50, maybe even a little bit heavier with these two guys. And I think that Zeke is going to play just as many stamps as Ramondre. I think it's going to be a one-two punch for the Patriots. So I won't be surprised because Zeke is competent in the pass game. And he's the goal line guy that Ramondre could have a thousand yards, right? But he could also have three touchdowns. If Zeke gets 700 yards and 10 touchdowns, Zeke's going to outscore Ramondre. So for me, the hot take is that Zeke Elliott is at just the same or a little bit more than Ramondre Stevenson. So for me, just based on what the Patriots rosters moves are doing, it's a clear sign for what they want to do. They're not adding, you know, a pass catcher, this and that. They're going to roll with these two guys and that's going to be it. And I think they're both going to be significant in the offense. So don't sleep on Zeke this year. And if you're a win now team, you can trade what a third rounder, like probably not even probably not I mean, even for send Zeke. him a picture of Zeke with that sweatshirt on. And he looks like uh, Oompa Loompa. Yeah, he's in good shape. He's he's one of those <laughs> yeah. weird like it's yeah he's like the old Eddie so, Lacy photo. And also, uh, well, kind of what I like to see. It's a weird nostalgic thing for me. I see number fifteen on Zeke. It makes me feel refreshed. So maybe it makes <laughs> the old Zeke Ohio feel, State Zeke. Yeah, yeah, maybe it it's Zeke's like, like rebirth. Hey, Zeke's like, I'm wearing 15. It knocks off like two years. Maybe I get a little juice back. Yeah. I mean, you won't have to carry the ball 250 times. It's science. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so that's my first hot take. Now we're off to James. I'm going to switch it up a little bit. And I'm going to start off with the quarterback. Um, Mentioned him a little bit earlier last week on the pod. I'm going to double down. And it's Sam Howell. Uh, Currently dynasty quarterback 31. With the weapons around him, Diami Brown. You start off with Diami Brown. <laughs> Diami Brown, Brown first? from UNC. Sure. No, I, the whole point is that he is going to be comfortable in this offense. You know, he has weapons around him. Terry McLaurin, Jahan Dotson, even Diami Brown from UNC to help him be comfortable when he has to throw the ball down the field. Antonio Gibson to help him in the mid to short term of the field. And uh, guess what? Eric Bieniemy to, to line it all up just correctly. When you have a, a coach that goes out and says, we didn't know he was this good, that, number one, makes you look like an idiot if you're the coach, Ron Rivera. And uh, two, you're really damn good. All right? So Sam Howell, first year getting the rock, I'm going to go out there and put him on a pedestal and say he's going to be a QB 10 this season 2023 and to piggyback off that he's going to be a QB 15 for dynasty in 2024. 
So also not to, like Rivera said he had no idea how good he was. Taylor Heineke legit gave up his starting spot to let Howell play because Taylor Heineke said he needs to play. He is damn good. Like Pat McAfee said that on his show that Taylor Heineke legit said that to the coaches because they had Heineke on. And he said, I told them to start this kid week. What was it? Week 18. Yeah. And because they had no idea, like Ron Revere was like, oh, what? (laughs) That's scary. First of all. Um, yeah, I like that one a lot. I am uh, pretty pretty decently invested in Sam Howell. So uh, anything that's above and beyond, like I want to see him have a great season. I think the Commanders team could be a lot of fun, uh, especially with Eric B- sleeping with the enemy as their offensive coach this year. Uh, before we get into round two and we get back to Rich, I did want to give a shout out to Manscaped, the best in the business at what they do. I, I heard a, a, an ad for them on the radio. They sold 9 million units. That's crazy. So you know it's good when they're selling that kind of stuff. And, of course, we sponsor them, so you know it's good. To, uh, when you use code DHH, you can save 20%. You're going to get the lawnmower 4.0. You're going to get the ear and nose trimmer. You're going to get all the things to keep your areas looking good, smelling good, feeling good. Check out Manscaped today. Code DHH for 20% off your order. And I think they'll throw in a free pair of underwear for you, too. Surprise! Keep those boys nice and supported, if you know what I'm saying. So let's get back to Rich with his steak take. Hot steaks, right. number Not two. for my medium take. I mean, if you take your steak medium, I could live with that, right? You know, not a little pink, not too dark, right in the middle. And here's another little juicy steak for you. Sticking with the running back theme, I expect James Cook of the Buffalo Bills to finish the season as a running back one. That's right. That's top 12. That's a running back one. A lot of names he's going to have to edge out there for that position. But I do think James Cook is in a really good position in a dynamic offense that loves to throw the football. And with James Cook, we all look at him as a pass catcher running back. But we saw in college that he can run behind the tackles. And right now, I know Damian Harrison get a lot of the goal line work. But I do expect that James Cook is going to dominate the snap count at behind the line of scrimmage there for the Buffalo Bills. He'll be as close to a three-down running back uh, as you could see in the NFL these days. And I think he is going to thrive. I don't think he's going to dominate in the rushing game. But with the help of all the receiving talent they have, Dalton Kincaid, Gabe Davis, uh, Stephon Diggs, and the rushing threat of Josh Allen, James Cook is going to find some uh, pass and some lanes to help him find success rushing the football. But I do think what's really going to put him over the edge and put him into that running back one category will be his pass-catching ability. And we saw uh, at the end of last year, when you look back at his last 10 games of last year, he saw about 9 10% of the total targets there. Um, not the last 10 games, but I think it was like the last six of the games, so the bottom third of the league. He saw almost 10% of the targets. And for me, that's good enough to increase his pass-catching ability throughout a year if he can stay there. Just catching anywhere from 50 to 75 footballs. And that alone will propel him up high enough to be a high-end running back too, potentially barring what kind of injuries we see this year at the position to be a borderline low-end running back one. I think where it gets him the edge here that puts him into position to be a running back one, whether it be running back 12, 11, or 10. And we've seen this happen year in and year out, these kind of running backs. One of these guys finds himself as a running back one, it's going to be because of his pass catching ability. It's it's the reason why we like guys like Jarek McKinnon this year, right? Because um, of his pass catching ability. If he can do what he did last year at the end of the season, Kansas City, his cast, pass catching prowess alone 
could put him as a low-end running back one, high-end running back two. I think James Cook, with his rushing ability behind that line on that team, will get him there. And I think James Cook will finish the year as a running back one. James, what do you think about that? Um, I'm telling you, I am on page with Rich here on this take. The only thing that's that's different with me and Rich, you know, Rich is very successful businessman. He runs a dynasty website. Me, I only podcast. Yet, I am the chef. Okay, so when you're doing the hot take episode here at DHH, you got to put some spice on top, Rich. I love the fact that James Cook is a top 10 in Rich's take, but I'm going to spice it up a little bit more. I have him as my running back top five, and here's why. <laughs> I love hearing that. It's spicy. <laughs> when everybody's looking at, at James Cook's numbers from last year, they, they pinpoint the games towards the end of the season that he exploded. All right. Yes, he got a little bit more work, as Rich uh, alluded to, you know, 10 to 12 percent of the the catch percentage, which is the target targets. Sorry. Um, But he has a 65 percent catch rate, which is great. So extrapolating some of his numbers from last year mixed in with how they utilize the running backs. I think it's more James Cook's team than everybody has believed in and yes i know the hype around it is growing and growing and his price in dynasty is starting to creep up there all he needs to do is have 225 carries and he's in the wheelhouse for a top five running back we already know that the passing game the receiving game is is almost written in stone with damian harris behind him with no one else really going to take that job away from him The only thing that needs to come up is the touchdowns, and I believe he can do it. If he can get the yards per carry that he was doing, which was 5.6 yards per carry on every single one of his attempts, I mean, the the sky is the limit. You're talking possibly a 1,300 rushing yard season with 50 receptions for 500 yards. Those touchdowns need to be between 6 and 8 for him to crack the top 5. And I believe he will do it this year. I think we see a lot less from Josh Allen as he starts to grow in this league. That's why they have two capable running backs. Devin Singletary is definitely an afterthought in this offense. James Cook is here to stay. He's my top five running back for the 2023 season. I dig it. I love it. Yeah, we know you love it because you have James Cook in like everywhere. So, yeah, I dig that quite a bit. James Cook has been uh, the hype train has left the station on James Cook. So, Tyler, that that brings us back to you with hot take number two. <sighs> I know you guys are going to absolutely love this one. Uh, Quint Johnson becomes the true no- wide receiver one in L.A. That's bold. at the end of 2023. No, it is a hot take. Get that. You know, everybody's like, oh, you hate Keen Allen. You hate. No, this is a hot take. Now, I do like sure. Quentin Johnson more than most. And uh, a lot of people just seem to despise the guy. He has, it, it's nothing in the middle. Like, oh, I like him. No, you either love Quentin Johnson or you hate him. Mm-hmm. And uh, Mike Williams, I mean, he's got him there. Injuries. And he's ha- he has a contract next year that they can get out at a decent price in case they don't want to pay it because they got Herbert's contract kicking in. And that is a lot of cash that they got to yep. pay that man. This will Keen probably Allen. be Keenan Allen's last year on the team, too. Keenan Allen, he's 31. Uh, 2020, 
2022 was a disappointment, and he had some injuries. Um, Josh Palmer, hey, guess what? I heard he's ahead of him. Guess what? BC Johnson was ahead of Justin Jefferson, too, in 2020. Yeah. Let's not but forget also, that. I, here's the thing about Palmer, though, is that Palmer can play any of the positions in that offense, so he's versatile. I think Quentin Johnson can, too, and he proved it in the preseason. And why not the future of the receiving core be those two? Like, that would be a good receiving core for Herbert, a young core. And I'm not, I'm not hating on Palmer. We all loved Palmer his rookie year, so I'm not, I'm not hating on Palmer. But Quentin Johnson is an explosive athlete. I don't think anybody can deny that. Um, he, you know, the thing is with Quentin Johnson is everybody loves to hate him. I mean, TCU receivers don't work. We all seen that. Oh, they can't succeed. Uh, he's a body catcher. Oh, my gosh. He catches the body. Uh, he's the kill Harry 2.0 per Podfather. So for me, God. so for me, give give me more Quentin Johnson hate because I can't wait to see this this guy succeed. I heard on the War Zone, uh, Matt Kelly say he's going to be in the CFL or the European League by you know three more years. Like that's how bad he thinks Quentin Johnson is, and it's. It's it's mind blowing. Like I mean, he's no he, Ishmael Zamora. I, I, is, I you know. I'm feeling you, Tyler, and I'm I'm one of those guys that don't really like Quinton Johnston too much. But yes, the writing is on the wall between Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. Whoever decides to crap out first, kind of. I think Quinton Johnston, even though he's not listed as one of the starters yet on the team, will eventually take over one of those roles. And and he's tied to Herbert. And Kellen Moore. Kellen Moore loves to throw to athletic receivers. I mean, we all seen it with C.D. Lamb. He he gave C.D. Lamb every opportunity to be elite. And I think this is where Quentin Johnson comes in. I think, honestly, Kellen Moore may have had a big part of drafting Quentin Johnson. So, And, and honestly, I think this preseason he's debunked all the haters. He had one bad drop, whereas a back shoulder throw, and it was a good throw. It was a sideline catch. Quentin Johnson, yeah, he, he missed it. It was a difficult catch, and everybody's like, "See, body catcher can't catch anything." It's like, "Come on, guys! Like, let's let's wait for this guy to succeed or not succeed. Then you can kind of gloat." You guys are so your your hot take is that Quinton Johnston is the best receiver be, on the Chargers the right Chargers. now. I, I'm saying by the end of 2023, he will be the wide receiver one for the Chargers. Ooh, all right. Okay. We're gonna move on to me. Uh, my hot take, it's a tight end related one. Uh, I saw the sheet James got there before me and I swore at him again for stealing my player two weeks in a row. That's fine. It's cool. Whatever. Called Durr. (laughs) Yeah. Durr was like, Ooh, you did trademark this person. I said, you know what? I'll let it slide. He won't do it to me a third time. Hey, anytime you want to take over filling out the show sheet, be my guest. (laughs) Well, the players, I got to it late. It's fine. First come first. serve. We got to give Durr a call. Let's all right. So my second hot take is a tight end one. And it is that Luke Musgrave will outscore Dalton Kincaid in his rookie year. Now, I know Dalton Kincaid is the bee's knees, and everyone's all about Dalton Kincaid. Buffalo, he's the he's the new Kelsey, bah, 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 this, that, and the other thing. Well, you know what? He's also the tight end, too, on his team. He also has to compete with targets with a guy named Stephon Diggs, Gabriel Davis, who's apparently healthy, and a guy named James Cook, who's, according to everyone, is going to catch 50 to 60 balls. So, And he's got Dawson Knox, who they paid big money to, so for me, Dalton Kincaid, for Dynasty, sure, I get it. But year one, I think that Luke Musgrave in an offense with Jordan Love, they targeted him on 30%. Uh, he had a target share this in this this preseason. They wanted to get him work. Another hyper athlete, 
yes, he's got Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs, Jaden Reed. I think the Packers are just going to be a really fun offense, and I think they're going to put up points. And I think a big beneficiary of that is going to be Luke Musgrave, and he is going to outscore Dalton Kincaid in year one. God, you guys are just hitting my buttons. One of my favorite tight ends in this draft. Whew. We did it all for you, Tyler. Just Let's to make keep it going. Me. That's right. And we're off to James for his second hot take. I've already 10 two. Yeah, he did. He did that. So we'll go to Rich. We'll do oh, his, that's right. Because you get the, the cook. Yeah. He has doubled up on cooks. All right. Let's get a different steak out here in front of us and another little uh, hot steak here. And I'm thinking, you know, this one's a little bit medium well. A little medium well. A little bit, uh, a little too well done for me. A little too, uh, a little too not delicious for me, but still I'm going to eat it and I'm going to feel good about it. And that's Isaiah Hodgins is going to finish as a top 20 fantasy football wide receiver for the New York Giants. Woo. This is a player, you know, that they got over speaking of the Buffalo Bills from the Buffalo Bills and from week 10 on from that point forward. This is a wide receiver that took New York and led the team in red zone targets. They, he had the most touchdowns scored there. He ran a, ton of uh, routes there. He lines up on the outside, and they don't have a lot of outside receivers there in New York. They have a lot of slot receivers, but they don't have a lot of outside guys. And I know bringing Darren Waller in to the New York Giants is going to really open up their red zone target share, but if a team is going to focus on Darren Waller, still going to open Isaiah Hodgins, uh, who has tremendous size. He's six foot four, 210 pounds, really good arm length there as well. And we saw this Brian Dable offense take a step forward. And I'm really excited to see Daniel Jones, who I expect to be a quarterback one, year two in this offense. And we usually see a quarterback um, take a big step forward in their second year in their new head coach's offense, whether it be an offensive coordinator or a head coach. And I expect the same thing with Daniel Jones. And we're talking about a really good head coach here who's done very well everywhere he's been with the, the quarterbacks. And to do that, for Daniel Jones to succeed, he's going to need th somebody to throw the football to. You know, Sterling Shepard coming off that Achilles. We don't know how he's going to rebound. I'm a big Darius Slayton fan. He's got a, he's got a lot um, of... A lot of time to really kind of not get hurt. Wondell Robinson, slot receiver here. I think Isaiah Hodgins is locked in in two wide receiver sets on the outside there. I think his touchdowns are going to really help and propel him here. But also, look at what he did when he came into that uh, the back half of that Giants year, which was, I think, week 13 on. So if you take him and you go through the playoffs, this is somebody he caught 34 of 44 targets for 358 yards. It's about 52 yards or 51 yards per game. But he also caught five touchdowns in that span. So he was averaging almost a touchdown per game. Now, I know there wasn't a lot of weapons out there in an offense, but him and that report that they were able to build with Daniel Jones, we are going to need a receiver to step up here and be the guy for the New York Giants. And I'm looking outside the box, and I'm looking at Isaiah Hodgins uh, for the New York Giants. I think he has that kind of potential in this offense, and the big thing here is the touchdown scoring. That will be just enough to propel him into the top 20. Now, I'm not saying he's going to be a high-end wide receiver, too, but mid-range, right around there. So, quarter, you know, wide receiver 18 to 20, a mid-range wide receiver, too. I think he has that type of potential due to his size, a true X receiver. You know, it's the touchdowns, and those are the kind of receivers that we see that kind of take those big steps forward because, you know, when you're scoring those 8 to 12 touchdowns, that enough alone is good enough to put you at the higher end of your other classmates. Or not classmates, positional uh, skill set. I don't know what I'm trying to say, but I'm trying to say receivers is what I'm trying to get down to. That's what I'm trying to say here. Uh, so Isaiah Hodgins, medium, medium well, uh, high end wide receiver, <laughs> low end wide receiver two, top 20 it. player. <laughs> uh, yeah, cranking up the heat to get that steak medium well, that's for sure. 
Uh, that's a name I didn't expect to hear today. James, you're the Giants fan. I mean, we he, one thing you didn't mention was Jalen Hyatt there. So that would be my only concern is that I think Hyatt gets involved in this offense in year one. What do you think? Um, I think Hyatt gets in a little bit later, and I kind of agree with his take. I like it because obviously I'm a Giants fan, and I want I want those outside receivers solidified. Um, I think Slayton Slayton is actually he you know he didn't play in any of the preseason games the last two or whatever he ran through with the ones throughout training camp it's going to be a, a tough one to slam down uh this midwell stake but hey you know what it, it makes sense for this episode it's definitely a hot take and i i think i want to just go out and get some isaiah hodgins after it yeah, i got I a lot a, of him i was able to pick him up for free the best Tyler is winning is in all these hot takes today. I am <laughs> loving this episode. <laughs> I know, right? So, well, keep the love going, Tyler, because you are up next with your third spicy hot take. All right. Now, this is a tight end going in Doug's alley. Uh, Trey McBride will be a top seven tight end in 2023. Okay. Now, they are dragging the corpse of Zacherts out in the field whenever he's healthy. <laughs> and... I don't know how that's going to be. He might not be far behind his wife in retirement. Let's put it that way. Yes. Weeks 10 and on, he had a 70% um, snap percentage, which is great. Uh, And weeks 14 to week 17, he had 22 targets, 17 catches, 191 yards, and one touchdown. Now, I think it was week 17 or 18, he blew up. He had a really good week, and he finally, finally solidified himself in that offense. And let's not forget, he was tight end one in his rookie year, 20, what was it, 2022? Just last year, yeah. Yes. And um, he was a 1,000-yard receiver in college. So he was a massive producer in college at Colorado State. And guess what? If you buy him now for dirt cheap and he produces like a top tight, top seven tight end, like I'm saying, next year, you could have Caleb Williams throwing him the ball, which is a game changer. Uh, much better than Clayton Toon, who's pr- yes. probably going to be the starter now, which is great if you picked him up in Superflex leagues. He gets yeah. some value. Uh, or even Josh Dobbs. It's going to be a massive improvement. Yeah, so Trey McBride, Martina McBride's son, will yep. get his opportunity. And a top seven tight end is what I'm saying here. I dig it. I dig it. My third spicy hot take is going back to the running back position, and it is that is Najee Harris is going to be a top five fantasy running back in 2023. And let me tell you why. Najee Harris played all season last year with a Liz Frank injury. Why he decided to play through it, I don't know. Maybe he's a tough guy and, you know, wanted to prove that he was out there to help the team win. He obviously, everyone has been talking all summer. All I've heard about is Jalen Warren, Jalen Warren, Jalen Warren. I like Jalen Warren. I don't think, I think he's a fun player. Could they split with him and Najee? It could happen. But I think that this Pittsburgh offense is going to take a leap under second-year Kenny Pickett. Their touchdown regression is going to hit positively. We're not going to see Deontay Johnson have zero touchdowns again. Um, And I think a big benefactor of that is going to be Najee Harris with more opportunities at the goal line. Look, Jalen Warren isn't going to take goal line carries away from Najee Harris. Najee Harris can catch the ball out of the backfield. And I just think he's going to be more explosive um, than he has been in the past, even though his longest career run is only like 27 yards or something like that. Um, so I think that Najee Harris, because he's a guy that can touch the ball 300 times, which is rare in today's NFL, I think they mix in Warren a little bit, but I still still think they're going to lean on Najee. So let's go like 300, uh, 300 carries, 
for 1,200 yards, 40 receptions for another couple hundred, and let's do a double-digit touchdown for uh, season for Najee Harris. Maybe he's the guy that finishes with 15 or 16 touchdowns this year uh, because Pittsburgh is is a lot better on offense. I could definitely see it, and that would make Najee Harris a top-five running back. I can see it in my crystal ball. So that is my third bold, spicy hot take. All right, I'm going to jump right in here. And it's time to hit the sky, baby. Wide receiver, it's dynasty wide receiver. James and this guy. <laughs> 47, Sky Moore. All right. Sky's the limit. The sky is the limit. Thanks. And I believe the sky cracks the top 24 wide receivers this year and comes back and just, just takes over the dynasty world and solidifies himself as the wide receiver one for Patrick Mahomes. All right. It's not Kadarius, Tony. He's in, he's out. He can never get consistency on the field. I think he is a would we would we use the the Greg Dolchik term joker player or on the field? That's Kadarius Tony. Okay. It's the joke's on you if you own Tony. And MVS is not it. I am sorry. I know he had a couple games last year where he flashed, but there are a lot of Juju Smith Schuster targets that are going to be eaten up by Sky Moore. I, I, I just I don't understand how we do it without it. Like, is this an evergreen hot take from year to year for you? By the way, I'm just I'm, curious. I mean, I'm gonna double down. I mean, obviously, <laughs> James is ride or die in 2023. 2024. I'm talking. Are we gonna 20, hear his name? 20, no, oh, next year is 2024. And Sky Moore at the end of 2023, Sky Moore will be a dynasty top 24 wide receiver. Can I trademark that now? 2020 more. 2020 more. 2020 more. James like is hot take. I know he didn't reach top 36 last year, but 2024. I got one of those for a quarterback, too. If you want. I, now, James, I know you listened back to the hot takes last year. Um, Always do. Did you Did you have a Sky Moore hot take? Because I swear No, you did. I did not. No. There was, I swear there was something about Sky Moore. I think this is his Evan Ingram this year. Doug, Doug and nope. I, nope. we laughed at you for Evan Ingram, so this could be it. Yeah, you guys really <laughs> ate some serious crow on that we, one. And Yes, we no. did. And, and yes. like we we ended the episode on oh yeah James we're gonna be talking about that tight end five Evan Ingram take for you a know, long a, time a blind squirrel finds a nut every now and then <laughs> yeah maybe I'll find one again with Sky more write it down top twenty four dynasty wide receiver all right I dig it so that brings us back to Rich for his next hot take speaking of uh let's stay let's stay here for a minute the medium well uh here it's a big steak it's not one of those flaming yams it's kind of a little tomahawk steak. And we're going to stick with that kind of wide receiver two range. Somebody who I think will f- go finish higher than top 20. Somebody who I think will finish top 18. And that's Elijah Moore, the Cleveland Browns. Uh, this is a player when he was coming out of Ole Miss that us at Dice Nerds absolutely loved. We gave him a first round rookie draft grade. We loved his route run ability. We loved his speed. And most of all, we loved his hands. This was a player that was like the Vlad Guerrero of football. I mean, he was catching a football on the ground like an inch above the ground, all over the place. An absolutely dynamic football player. And the Browns are going to line them all over. We've seen them here in Cleveland, uh, whether it be practice or preseason. They're lining them by the backfield. They're lining up in the slot. They're lining them about wide. So he's going to be a really 
good player that the Browns are going to manufacture touches for. And I believe in the tape and I believe in the skill set that the New York Jets were never able to get out of this player. We saw a very small window of what he could do at the back end of his rookie year. I think the Browns are about to shake up that champagne bottle and the corks is going to go ahead and pop itself. He's going to explode this year and really take a big ADP jump. We're going to see him get manufactured touches behind the line of scrimmage. We're going to see him probably lead the team, second in the team, in targets. He could flirt with Amari Cooper when it comes to fantasy football production. He's too dynamic not to uh, be a fantasy football asset. And the Cleveland Browns this year do plan on changing their offense. They're really going to open it up for Deshaun Watson. A lot of empty sets behind the little scrimmage. They're going to throw the football more than they probably ever have since coming back to the NFL since 1999. And one of the main uh, products of who's going to really capitalize it here is going to be Elijah Moore. He's somebody that I'm snatching all over in Dynasty, uh, even in redraft as my wide receiver for I think he's what's going to be nice about Elijah Moore. Well, not only he'll be consistent, I'll have some big games as well. But I think he's going to be really close and consistently getting you double-digit points. And those are the players that always sneak up on you as high-end running back, wide receiver twos, running back uh, ones, or running back twos. Those guys that they don't come out and have those big 35-point games or 29-point games, but week in, week out, they're scoring you anywhere from 8 to 16 points Every single week. And before you know it, the year's over, and there's Elijah Moore sitting there with a bib on, just got done eating a steak, as wide receiver number 15 overall. And he's very satisfied, about as satisfied as you will be as well by going and train for him or drafting him. And speaking of the Cleveland Browns and an offense open up, speaking of medium well, hot steaks, I think Deshaun Watson's going to get back to a top five overall fantasy football quarterback in the NFL. I think he's going to take a big jump in his ADP. He's still going really uh, pretty relatively high. He's going anywhere from the mid-second round to the back end of the first round, high second round. I think this is going to propel him back into the first round of super flex startup drafts. Where Deshaun Watson wins is not only with his arm, which is what he's done at every part of his development at quarterback, whether it be high school, college when he was at Clemson, being Alabama, going to -to back-to-back national championship games, coming in as a rookie in Houston with a team full of scrubs. I mean, TLC knows all about it, and they want nothing to do with Houston. And out there, what he was able to do is lead the NFL the last time we saw him play a full season in yards thrown. This offense is going to take a big step forward. The Cleveland Browns are in a Super Bowl window, and at the same time, they got to prove – um, all the naysayers that they were right by making this trade and that they invested in the right quarterback for their future. This offense is going to be opened up. We're going to see a lot of no um, no, no running back sets out here. They're going to be running three wide with David Njoku and Jordan Akins even at times on that offense. And I think Deshaun Watson is going to be in position to throw for a ton of yards. And then when we see these quarterbacks that do throw for a ton of yards, that does equate to a lot of fanciful potential. But where Deshaun Watson can also win is with his legs. And he's a very athletic quarterback, and we saw that in Houston. His is somebody's going to average anywhere from 30 to 40 yards per game, which is kind of put him in that mold of that Daniel Jones uh, quarterback. And we saw what Daniel Jones did it with last year, finished as quarterback number 9 or 10. I can't remember exactly in that range right there. I think Deshaun Watson is going to throw for more yards than Daniel Jones, and I think he's potentially going to run the ball for more yards than Daniel Jones as well, which is going to get him above that running back quarterback 9 overall. I think he's going to get enough yards, enough touchdowns, enough rushing yards to get back to what he was before um, he got a little uh, handsy out there. And what he's going to be is a top five fantasy football quarterback. Well, if anybody to the well done take nice. So if anybody knows the Cleveland Browns, it's rich. 
believe he's a season ticket holder. He sounds very hyped on Elijah Moore. I mean, let's be honest. Everyone remembers that four to five game stretch he had in his rookie season where he was a wide receiver one in that span and looked amazing. And he goes to the doghouse. So we want him to be redeemed in year three. You know, Tyler, we were just talking about Deshaun Watson. I know way a twice. lot of people are bullish on Deshaun Watson. I don't know. Like there wasn't very good reports out of training camp that he looked good. Yeah. I'm skeptical. Yeah, me too. Deshaun I, mean, Watson. I had him in two leagues for sure. And I traded him in two leagues. I actually traded for that for mentioned Daniel Jones and Bryce Young. And of course, I gave up some other things on my side, but I made a big trade. And then another league. I had him, and I didn't have security at my second quarterback. And you know what? I wanted to die, diversify my bonds, Wu Tang style. Financial, that's right. And uh, again, I, I, and got again. To, I got my first Tua share. I was I was kind of pumped about it, so I did one for one. It was uh, both of us were like, screw it, let's do it. Watson for Tua. I felt comfortable with it as Tua stays healthy. I think he outscores Watson just due to the offense. So I was I was happy about that. So I think I don't have any watson shares and i'm okay with that i mean i i bought super low you know how i do with players oh, yeah. like this and then as it has but not valued, jonathan just, taylor yeah, flip it valued. on the dip yeah. flip before the dip i won't i won't do it with running back but no, I know. anybody else all right well yeah that was a good one very brown centric which makes sense because he's located oh, yeah, he knows. in that if area knows know. it's him it's him for sure so tyler let's get to your next one all right speaking of uh hometown heroes I'm going to go Drake London becomes a top five dynasty wide receiver in 2024, according to ADP. Now, I looked at it, and, you know, you got Garrett Wilson up there. You've got Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, and there's one other one that was up there. And uh, I'm like, you know, he could hit top five. I'm uh, almost almost sure. Oh, CeeDee Lamb was three. So I'm like, why can't he slide in the five? I think it was Tyreek Hill, who's going to be 30. Very soon, Jalen Waddle was up there, who's oft injured, so maybe he drops a little bit. Why not Drake London? You know, he's wide receiver 17 on DLF right now. Devontae Adams at 16, DK at 14. Rookie JSN, who I almost put in this spot, is at 15. Um, why can't he be above them? You know, last year he had 109 targets, and that's with most of it with Marcus Mariota. Now, Marcus Mariota is hashtag bad at football. Yikes, Mariota. He was very bad. And in this preseason, he showed he's still very bad. He's now, very Marcus meh, Riota. If you watched the quarterbacks, people felt bad for him. I'm sorry, I did not. You quit on the team. That's what it is. And you can say otherwise, you quit. You left. You didn't want to be part of it because you weren't starter. Oh, well, you were not good. Week 14, Desmond Ritter takeover. 36 targets, 25 catches, 333 yards, and zero touchdowns. The key part of that, targets. This guy had 109 targets, and that's with bad quarterback play and with Kyle Pitts not in the field. The field's going to open up for him. He's had a fantastic preseason. Everything I've heard out of Atlanta is this guy's taking the next step. Don't forget, the big receivers are kind of a thing of the past, and he's one of the last ones that can really revamp this big receiver group. People have T. Higgins ahead of him. I think Drake London jumps him. So if you can do T. Higgins for Drake London straight up, I think I'd do it. Just due to that, you're, you're, you're ganging three years. Drake London is super young still. So give me Drake London, a top five dynasty wide receiver in 2024 ADP at this time. I love it. This Atlanta offense, is it's going to be awesome. I'm telling yep. you, if Ritter can be anything like Goff, this offense is going to be electric. 
I dig that. I traded for Drake London in the offseason. I sent Alexander Madison and a couple hundred dollars in fab bucks and a, another like small player to get Drake London. And I asked one of the guys in the league, I said, hey, what do you think? He's like, oh, I think you overpaid. And I said, we'll see. I said, I don't think yeah, I did it all. I know. I know. So I was like, yeah, I said, we'll see. I said, I just, Not I said, I value close. your opinion. So I wanted to see what you think in this league because I'm relatively new to the league. So always, always fun. My next hot take, it's another Pittsburgh Steeler. It's George Pickens. Now, I know George Pickens is the bee's knees, another player that is gaining, not ganging, a lot of steam. That's a shot at Tyler. Uh, here in the offseason, his ADP is rising, not only in redraft, but also in dynasty. I think he's the, the, the fourth man on the totem pole in this passing game. So I think you've got Deontay Johnson, who's the target hog. You've got Pat Fryermuth. Everyone forgets about Allen Robinson. I think he's going to be more involved yeah. than than a lot of people want to want to realize. And George Pickens is going to be the fourth guy. So I don't think George Pickens finishes as a top 36 wide receiver. I think he's going to be anywhere from he's going to be in that 36-ish range, so like a back-end wide receiver 3. I get it. He makes awesome catches. I like the talent of George Pickens as well. I just don't think it's his, his time yet. I think he is going to be the classic what we used to know as the third year breakout, which has now been the second year breakout, right? We've moved up a year. It's usually year two guys will make the jump. I think he's going to be a year three guy. Allen Robinson's only going to be there for a year. I think they're going to get Pickens more involved. I don't see him. He's not a great separator, but he's a, a decent route runner and he's got good hands. So for me, I just don't see this year as him being this this hyped up machine that he's been, been hyped up as it. If, if I have him in any league, I'm actually looking to move him while the hype is high on Pickens and then try yeah. to acquire him towards the end of the year when people realize, or when he does, doesn't produce at the value that he is. So that's kind of my move with George Pickens. I just think that this year he's going to have to wait a year before he really breaks out. So, uh, the one thing that, I mean, I traded in UDPL, Doug, I had Pickens and I traded one for one for Quentin Johnson and the thing that scares me to death with Pickens is the separation. He is one of the worst separators. His reception perception was not great. It's not. And honestly, in this style of league, you need explosion off the line and be able to separate in order to make better plays. Now, not every play can be a spectacular catch. It's fun to see. Sure. But he's got to find other ways to win longer the season goes in. And he's got to find different ways to win. I, can he keep doing this? Maybe. Maybe he's A.J. Green because A.J. Green wasn't the separator. But A.J. Green also did separate with his routes. So, yeah, I mean, I, I love Pickens' talent, but it's the separating that really has me worried. Yeah, and I, I, like I said, I, Allen Robinson I think is going to be more of a thing. I love the phrase that you use there, can he continue to do it? And I'll use that as a segue into my next hot take who is Damian Pierce. Now, last year, 13 games, we saw him finish as the running back 28. Um, and we all asked, can he can keep up this consistency? Can he keep up the running? And the answer was no. He went down due to injury, lost some snaps. I don't think that happens this year. I think they beefed up the offensive line just enough. He is practicing on the jug machine every single day. Uh, I think I think he had to catch Where like can 100, I buy this machine, a hundred balls, jugs. Oh, I love jug machines. Jugs machines. He's catching <laughs> jugs daily. The jugs. You got to check them out. Um, Great magazine. Well, anyway, <laughs> last year he got 220 attempts. He, he which equated to 939 yards and four touchdowns on the ground, 
39 targets through the air, not much, but yet he did have 30 receptions and over 165 yards and a touchdown. I think I'm I'm going to double down. He's going to get the same amount of attempts because guess what? They're not going to run him straight into the ground. That's why they went out and picked up Devin Singletary. All right, Devin Singletary is a smaller back, 5'8". Damian Pierce is 5'11", 215. He can run through the middle. He's going to get a lot of the work on the goal line. He's going to get almost all of the passing work. Those 50 Rex Burkhead targets, boom, right to Damian Pierce. All right, I expect I expect Singletary to get the lower share, the Dario Gumbawale share of targets in this offense, Gumbawale, 30, 30 targets, possibly. I think it's the Damian Pierce show, and no one's here, here for it yet. Everybody's focused around Stroud. Everybody's focused around the Tank Dell preseason hype, and they're forgetting that Damian Nico. Pierce is the leader on that football team with a semi-backup running back in Devin Singletary. Um, he's going to be a top 10 running back, folks, and I'm here for it. I I would like to disagree. I think a lot of people are on this, and I've heard like... Is it not tra- hot? It's not hot? I, I, I think the top 10 is hot, but I think there's a lot of people on Pierce at his value everywhere. He's like one of the good, really good dead zone running back he's, targets yes. right Dynasty now. Yeah. running back 19. So I honestly, if I were, I think he lives I, up I to his think, ADP and, and overproduces that. I think he does have a good year, but for me, when it's a running back, that's a fourth round pick in the NFL draft. The second he has a massive game and his value is through the roof, I'm out. Like there was, that, oh, it's the it. season. It is the season oh, to be trading. Hundred percent, Damian Pierce. I'm not going to let it roll into year three. <laughs> and the thing is, is you got to figure out that game. You got to be like, okay, is it week four, week five, where I've drained enough? Uh, you know, you got to look at the schedule and team. figure out when that yes. game is. Bingo. And I think there's an opportunity for when you to sell. When does he face Tennessee? <laughs> yeah, like there's or a Arizona. chance for you to sell massive. Like you could yeah. get two first round picks for him yeah. and you could be out. But if you're contending, maybe, maybe tear down a little bit at RB and then get that extra first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like that. Either way, I'm getting a first for him this year. Yep. Oh, yeah. Or I I'm like- not selling. I like that one a lot. As someone I was listening to a podcast a couple of weeks ago, and they compared him to Chris Carson a little bit, the way he runs, and I, I dig that. And and here's the, I think that Damian Thomas Pierce Rose. will be good for a few years, and then we'll see what happens because yeah. of the, the, his physicality. He's I mean, a fun you player remember, to watch. You remember when David Montgomery just came up out of the ashes in the fourth round and, and started to really look good for fantasy? He had that top 12 mm-hmm. season or the top 20 season. I, uh, his second year in the league, yeah. he really, he he really topped off fantasy production-wise. I think that's this, we're at the point with Damian Pierce where he's going to get that utilization, running ball and pass catching, before they go ahead and add more pieces to this offensive arsenal that they're starting to build down in Houston. Don't don't forget, but Dave Montgomery also had the feet of Saquon Barkley, the he had Ford a, Bronco of OJ Simpson, the, the, elusivity, the elusivity of Barry Sanders, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The butt of a Christian Okoye. I mean, whatever. <laughs> All right, let's get yeah. back. To, let's Wait, get back to list? Rich. Th- that's my that's my build of running back. Anyway, let's get back to Rich for his final hot take of 2023. All right, and finally, with my well done take, the one that you don't want to touch. Nobody else wants to touch it. Doesn't look too good. It looks like a piece of charcoal. You're supposed to order a steak, not a piece of charcoal. But. My most well-done take, because I'm still eating it. I don't care. I know, I know under all that darkness, there's delicious meat 
I can't wait to get my tongue on it. Oh my goodness. Don't edit that out, people. We need it. My well done take is Evan Hall, running back for the Indianapolis Colts, is going to finish as a top 16 fantasy football running back. I know. I know. Don't send it back to the kitchen. It's here. It's on your plate. We're out of steak. You got to eat it, boys, girls. We're here. Yes, Evan Hall, the Indianapolis Colts. We're talking about somebody. Let's start here. I don't think Jonathan Taylor plays another snap with the Indianapolis Colts. I think even after the pup is run out for four games, he's going to find a way to, to work himself a trade to get off the Colts. He's going to tell them he's not playing for him. He won't play for him until week eight. And even then, uh, he might, you know, not put in the full effort or find ways not to play or find another boo-boo. And by then, by the time those four games are over with, a team's going to need a running back. Somebody's going to find themselves in position to do him better than they're not. Uh, maybe by then, Raheem Mostert should be hurt, right? So the Miami Dolphins definitely going to have to pay up there. Uh, there's going to be a running we, we heard Buffalo. Or not Buffalo, Philadelphia might be interested. You know, Rashad Penny could be hurt. We don't know about DeAndre Swift out there. John the Taylor's probably going to find a new home before he ever suits up for the Colts again. Now we're looking at Deion Jackson, Zach Moss, who we know in Buffalo and everywhere else he's been. It's a, it doesn't offer anything <laughs> exciting whatsoever to a, a team. And with Evan Hall, this is somebody that comes in super athletic, right? Like a very, very athletic running back. And... Hall, somebody, he can catch the football really well, which is what I'm really excited about. The guy like Anthony Richardson, who's been moving around well in the pocket. Anthony Richardson's one of the best uh, pocket presence quarterbacks we've seen in a while come out uh, of college football. He really works the pocket well, really good at avoiding the sack, and that's going to put Evan Hall in position to catch some of those passes that aren't designed to come out of the backfield. So he averaged about 3.6 catches in college uh, over over the last a uh, couple of years at Northwestern, he saw about 15% total of their targets. So for me, Evan Hall is somebody that I think has the potential to come out and be a fantasy football relevant running back. And when it comes to running backs, it's, it's about staying healthy. And if you can come in week out, week in, week out, and produce, you have a chance to finish as a running back one. I think Evan Hall is going to be a run, top 16 running back. I don't think he'll be a running back one, but I think of his ca- pass catching prowess, he's going to find his way into that category and be that guy because of the help of Anthony Richardson and a lot of weapons that they don't have out there. They have Michael Pittman, Alec Pierce, not a lot of weapons there in Indianapolis for them to get the ball to. I think they will scheme Evan Hall into this, and as he gets a foothold, it's going to ease that pain of them trading away Jonathan Taylor because this is a team that's not going anywhere, right? They already had. This is a team that's not in position to go win any division or go anywhere. This is a team that's going to be rebuilding. Let's get them Marvin Harrison Jr. next year. Let's get him a really good uh, weapon on offense or a good defensive player. I think Evan Hall is going to come in all five foot 10, 209 pounds of them, and come out and be the guy that produces out of that backfield. So if you're looking for a super hot take, or as I would say, a super hot stake, there you go. Evan Hall, top 16 fantasy football running back. Book it. I hope you guys are all stuffed. I know I am. Uh, I appreciate the guys. Tyler, Doug, having me on. It's been Love great. Uh, great not talking to you, but great getting my word out. Appreciate you. Don't forget. Yes, yeah. Nice nerds every single week and every single day. Dynasty Jam, boys and girls, we're here for you. Yes, chef. Heard chef. I love it. That's from the bear. If you don't watch that show, I've heard it's good. Um, that actually happens in real life, not just on. Oh, the, I know. I, I actually bear. I went to a restaurant with my wife, and it was uh, you sit right at the kitchen, and we heard yes, chef. Like, oh, yeah. When I started Chef's cooking, team. it was we chef. We always I... had to speak in French. French? 
Yes. Oh. So th I love this take, and my UDPL team is absolutely loving this whole entire hot take episode. And if this comes, <laughs> if this, <laughs> if this comes forth, I'm taking Doug down finally. My whole UDPL <laughs> team for the rest of my life is going to win number one. That now that's a hot take. That is a hot take. That's that's hot, 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 hot. <laughs> no, I love the take. I love the take from Rich. You know, I'm I've been a big Evan Hull advocate. Uh, since we've had Derek Brown from Fantasy Pros on this show, like he really opened up my eyes. I had already marked Evan Hull as someone to keep an eye on, and he's just grown throughout this preseason uh, um, training camp process. And I am here for it. I am grabbing him in redraft everywhere in the last <laughs> round. Uh, I I definitely want him to turn turn out a running back sixteen uh, season to give the Colts a reason not to take a high drafted cap draft capital running back next year. Um, I can see Evan Hull really supplanting his, putting his flag in the ground in Indianapolis as a um, big time deliverer for fantasy. I dig it. Tyler, your last hot take, make it spicy. All right. So everybody knows I have to have a rookie hot take. It's been years and years and years since Sam Darnold, Deshaun Kaiser days. I've had a rookie hot take. Have you ever hit on a rookie hot take? I have not. Maybe that's why we haven't heard one in a while. <laughs> so, so the over uh, under <laughs> Deshaun Kaiser after his preseason, because we did the hot takes before preseason. I actually hit when it came to preseason on Deshaun Kaiser. So, yeah, yeah, uh, not so much on Sam Darnold. But Ooh. here's my hot take. So if the the history is wrong, usually for me, all your Anthony Richardson shares are a okay. Because my hot take, I usually don't do negative takes, but here we go. Anthony Richardson has a major major struggle in 2023, while Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud jump him in ADP in the 2024 season. So everybody had Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, one and two, you know, preseason and before the NFL draft. I know James and I were there. We had we had Stroud and Young as the two can't miss prospects. Now for me. I had a lot of red flags up for Anthony Richardson with accuracy and everything. Now, going back to Bryce Young and CJ Stroud, uh, Richardson's quarterback 10 in ADP right now, super flex, 14 overall. 14 overall hasn't taken a snap. That's Bryce nuts. Young, Bryce Young quarterback spicy. 13, 20th overall. That is also very spicy. CJ Stroud, quarterback 15, 26 overall. I like that marinated. Now, That's a lot of quarterbacks in the first 26 now, picks. Now, history... Fun says that 50% of these guys are going to hit. So two if we're lucky. Uh, the offense might struggle with a rookie coach in, in Indy. And uh, the drama in the locker room with the JT stuff. I mean, they're trying to change culture, and Jonathan Taylor's kind of messing this all up, being like, okay, I know you're trying to build. And uh, the owner's doing a decent job of it, too. That's very true. Uh, but the thing with Richardson is accuracy. Accuracy is still a major issue, even in college. Um, let's go back to his preseason so preseason he was 13 for 29 44.8 percent completion percentage that is not good i mean 50 is bad under 50 is not good he had five yard average per play and that's with some major plays as well in 2020 in college football he had a 50 percent completion percentage 2021 59.4 2022 53.8 he hasn't been above 60 for completion percentage and guess what? If we're going the Bill Parcells route where you have to play so many games and have a completion percentage and a winning record, he played 13 games, or he started 13 games in college. Trey Lance started around that 
So, I mean, if we are getting this hype train really going on Richardson, now I'm, I really want him to work out. He's a fun guy. I think he's great for the NFL. But I'm just trying to temper expectations because uh, Justin Fields also, you know, his rookie year was not great. People didn't believe in him. And then comes out. And guess what Justin Fields had to do to be a top eight overall super flex pick? He had to run his ass off over a thousand yards. Yeah, he looks like me now. He had to do that. And his passing still is in question. And he's a top eight. So so Richardson has the ability to stay above Bryce Young and CJ Stroud. But with this offense, I think it could be a struggle and his legs need to save him. And I think even then, his legs might not save him. Yeah, I like that one. My final hot take is also a quarterback related, and it is going. This is going to another one that Tyler's going to. I love this podcast. My Jordan Love. <laughs> is it Jordan Love? Is it Jordan Love? Yes, it's Jordan Love. Is going to finish as a top ten quarterback this year. Me me and, me 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 me. Um, <laughs> Jordan Love's going to finish as a top ten quarterback. <laughs> Elmo's hot takes are here. Um, <laughs> and that's going to be because he, he's built for success. He's got two good running backs behind him. He's got an athletic rookie tight end. He's got a, a rookie wide receiver who I believe in, in Jaden Reed. He's got a, a dynamic playmaker in Christian Watson. And their best receiver of the offseason uh, in the preseason supposedly has been Romeo Dobbs. He's behind an offensive line that isn't half bad. They're not the best. Jordan Love is a is a fairly mobile quarterback as well, and I think he gets a lot of he's going to get some sneaky points on the ground. So I would not be shocked if Jordan Love hits four thousand yards, thirty touchdowns, and scores five on the ground with another four hundred yards rushing, and that would make him a top ten quarterback. I can see it. I think uh, offenses like Green Bay and Pittsburgh um, are set to really surprise people this year and uh, and same thing with the commanders as well i think those three offenses are going to be really really good for fantasy if you invested in them in the offseason and jordan love is one of those guys that i think can make the leap and will make the leap uh in his first year as starter for the green bay packers and he'll help people forget about ayahuasca rogers love this very good <laughs> very nice I guess that's that's me, right? I'm the last yeah. one up here. You're caboosing it. All right, I'm gonna caboose it with two carts. Okay, it's gonna All be right. a little little touch and go here. Like a little Thomas. With, I uh, want to double down on one of the takes that I took last year, <laughs> and that it hit. It's his face. <laughs> it was Jared Goff being a top ten quarterback, and sure enough, he hit top ten. All right, I don't understand why he is dynasty quarterback twenty four. It's Have stupid. You seen it's him? Ridiculous. It's he like he looks like Thomas. Yeah. Well, <laughs> hi, I'm Tom. <laughs> Doug, if you guys aren't watching on YouTube, you needed to see Doug's face there because he was spot on Thomas. He's hi, punch him. <laughs> I'm Tom. <laughs> um, he top twelve. <laughs> He's going to be a top twelve dynasty QB going into 2024. It should be that way. They're already talking about contracts, but that's not really why I'm talking about the Lions. All right. The reason why we're all here, folks, is because I label tight end five dynasty wide uh, tight ends, and it's going to be Sam Laporta. Sam Laporta is going to be tight end five this year for fantasy football, obviously going later because he's a rookie, and I know Doug 
you listed Musgrave or Tyler listed Musgrave, and there are all these nice little little just, nuances of a rookie tight end security right now because you took Doug's guy. <laughs> oh well, hey, you know what? We can we share this, Doug? Can we share the Laporta love here? Sharing because, is caring, my friend. Let's yeah, do this. I mean, we share Tucker, we share Laporta, you know, and yep. I'll, I'll share the top five tight end. Hot take with you, Doug, if that makes you feel a little bit better. Um, Sam Laporta, and this is why, guys, and there's always has to be a little bit of background on this. The tight end room last year, 66 targets or 66 receptions, 784 yards in for the tight end position in the Lions offense. 12 touchdowns. 12 touchdowns. It is amazing. I'm not saying Laporta is going to get all 12 of those touchdowns, you know, they add in Jameer Gibbs. It's going to cut in a little bit. <laughs> all right. And they have Amon Ross St. Brown, which undeniably a wide receiver one and is the, the highest anticipated fantasy piece on this offense. However, all Sam Laporta needs to do is have 70 receptions. That will give him 800 yards and six touchdowns. Now, this is a feat that this guy has never done. He he never caught a touchdown in college, if I'm well, not mistaken. Iowa, that offense was absolutely dark. He shit. was the offense. Right. He was the <laughs> offense the when offense. it came to receptions, and I, I believe that translates well into the NFL. They were, they were needy of a capable tight end to start on the field week after week. It just goes to show, you know, we could see that as soon as they got rid of TJ Hawkinson, they were, oh, we're going to throw to Brock Wright. Oh, we're going to throw to this guy. Oh, we're going to throw to that guy. Yeah. And it all worked out, even though they were technically nobodies for fantasy football. I think it works out great here for Sam Laporta. He fits this mold like a glove, like a glove. Laporta, sign him up. He is the tight end five this year. For fantasy football just please god keep ben johnson on this team for the rest of his life pay him as much <laughs> as you want don't let yeah. him leave this offensive system because it is fun yeah even when jameson williams comes back i'm not worried about laporta's target share i think not as spicy to... as the evan ingram take last year that's right? okay so, i love it because williams, i'm not worried at all because i was told no. while i was on vacation that rookie tight ends like uh, and i i was talking to my brother-in-law and i said this year's class is going to be the exception of the rule i just feel it deep in my yes. manscaped loins plums in the plums. yeah deep in my sh- my freshly shorn manscaped plums code dhh that this tight end rookie class between musgrave kincaid mayor and Laporta, and maybe this is a surprise guy that comes out of nowhere. I'm not telling. Um, yeah, I think this is going to be the exception to the rule. I just feel it this year. So I love the Laporta I take. Like I actually made a trade recently to get Laporta on another dynasty team. Ha! Shocker! He's Shocker! Your, I, he's your James Cook. You found your James Cook. I found. I made the best <laughs> trade this week, guys. All right. All right. There's no can... way I did. No, I did. I traded Deshaun Watson in 25th first and Zay Flowers for both Bryce Young and Daniel Jones. Well, UBRB. yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. I mean, I, I mean, if we're if we're comparing, I'll drop it for the favorite. fans and they can I leave mean, a review. I mean, I, I traded, traded Donovan Peoples Jones and Juju for Laporta in a second. That's that's pretty damn good too. Well, I guess all three of us are really good at dynasty because I traded Alexander Madison a second for Jonathan Taylor, baby. Yes, you did. Let's that was go. The, you, you buy the dip top and five flip. running back. I know. I was like, oh man, I should have waited. I should have heard no, Tyler's hot take. James, I was like, oh, I should have held. No, what James should say is I traded a low, low price stock 
So when it does get up in value, I am shipping that stock off for another three 50 cent pieces for an 80 cent. <laughs> I think I could turn, I could easily turn that into a, a low end RB2 and a first round pick when he hits so Alexander Madison in the first. You should try to get it back. <laughs> <laughs> I probably could somewhere on turn league. Yeah, this is always one of my favorite episodes of the year. I wanted to thank uh, Dynasty Rich for joining us audibly, not physically, because, you know, he didn't like the menu, and that's fine. Uh, but no, no, the only bone I have to pick with Rich with his steaks, he mentioned Tomahawk a couple of times. Yeah. It's it's ribeye or die, bro. Like, I am all about the ribeye. It's my favorite cut. It is so, so no, good. No, 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 no. David, well, Tomahawk, David. I, I'll defend him because he's not here to defend himself. And I'll enlighten you a little bit. A um, tomahawk is actually a ribeye. Only okay. it it's is just, a huge. Just on the huge on the bone. It's, yeah, it's you get massive. the big on the bone. I don't like that. And so, you can like, now have like it over medium cooked. If so, you cook it over medium, it's it's no. you if, waste your money. If our buddy Damon is listening, he's gonna like this. Uh, my favorite steak is filet mignon. <laughs> uh, if you if you said prime rib, I was gonna fly to Minnesota tomorrow filet and drop kick mignon. you. The chef's favorite steak is a ribeye filet, Snake River Farms in Idaho. All right, we're well, making a trip With to potatoes. Idaho. Sponsored by Trophy Smack. Send the boys to Idaho for some ribeye steaks. Let's go. We can vlog it, vlog it, vlog, vlog. That's a video log, right? Hey, we're not. Still hip, have, we're not hip people not to say that blogs. I have a log. People still have blogs. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I thought I was hip. I guess I'm not. I just checked myself. You're you know, it is what it is. Right, so thank you for joining us. Around. Thank you for Dynasty Rich bringing us his hot steaks. Um, now I'm hungry. Thanks a lot. Uh, make sure you like and subscribe on YouTube. Check us out on iTunes. Leave a review and a rating. We would love that. Shout out to all our sponsors. We've got Underdog, Trophy Smack, as well as Manscaped. Make sure you check out DynastyNerds.com. They've got an app. Is that out, Tyler, officially? Yeah, I used it right. today and the day before and the day before. I just like looking at my teams and being like, where do I need to fix I'm a little so bit? Where good. do I need Look to Look at my UDPL team. Oh, <laughs> they're so good. Oh, I can't wait to win. Oh, I can't wait to eat your tears. Doug. Oh, they're yeah, so salty. You're going to eat my ass. Because <laughs> I'm going to win. James, do, I eyeball. throw my phone and I quit. <laughs> I'm calling Durr. As much crap <laughs> as you guys give me, I'm calling Durr. Yep. So yeah. Uh, so their their app is up and running. Make sure you check it out in the Apple iTunes Store. Is it on Android as well right now? Yes. Awesome. So make sure you type in Dynasty Nerds. Find that. Download it. Make sure you go on their website. You can become a Nerd Herb subscriber. Use code DHH to save fifteen percent off extra episodes. The film room. You can grade your team and compare it to others in your league. It's pretty awesome, uh, the different tools that they have there. So check out DynastyNerds.com. Rich and team, always doing great work. And again, thank him one more time for joining us. And um, the most gracious host and his wife makes the best charcuterie I've ever seen. Um, still undisputed charcuterie Charcucci. champion of the world. Charcuterie board. A charcuterie board. <laughs> it was a large one. It was like a six-foot great white charcuterie board. It was awesome. Um, it was it was awesome. So shout out again for that. Tasty uh, so this has been the Dynasty Happy Hour. Make sure to set your lineups. The season starts on Thursday. Woo. I am very yes. excited uh, to see where my teams are. And by week five or six, figuring out if I'm going to win, if I'm all in, or if I'm out. Because that's always the struggle when it comes to Dynasty. We'll see how the season starts. We wish you the best of luck. We will see you next week when we talk about actual freaking games that count. Yes. So excited. Dynasty happy hour. We'll see you next week.